Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Today's guest is Doug Markowitz, who is part of our 2014-1 coaching group, which was the first uh, of our coaching groups for the certification program back in the day. And uh, he's in Canada, and I'll let him introduce introduce the firm that he's with. But Doug and I, over the years, have done a lot of, of different things with framing and we're really framing is really important as you start working with clients in this area because this is a little different than what they're used to and sometimes we're saying words and they're hearing different words or they're hearing different things so that's what this podcast is going to be about so doug thank you for being here you're welcome and what is the name of your firm up there in canada the firm i'm with it's a portfolio management firm called quadrant private wealth okay and how long have you been with them Oh, since 20, uh, it's 2019. I, uh, I joined them summer of 2019 um, after attending a seminar on, uh, on family coaching. Okay. And I sat at the same table with their, with their CEO. Okay. And we started a conversation and it went from there. Okay. You got started just before the pandemic. So you were locked in. Yeah. Okay. So let's just dive into this i know when you first started you might explain how you're you're introduced to the client but when you first started and you jumped into the so what do you want for you and your family now and in the future it didn't work so well no no it didn't <laughs> my first experience talking to clients about heritage was after a 3 day heritage conference where i was all excited and you told me to to call my best clients cuz you know i can make mistakes with them and they won't they won't hold it against me so I did. I brought my best clients in and I started asking them questions like uh, and I told them I may have told them that I was at this conference and I had this new idea. Uh, but that was all I told them. And and I said, so, you know, tell me about your home growing up and, and your, your family. Tell me about uh, tell me about your mentors. Tell me about the people that uh, taught you. You know, tell me about tell me about your values. And, and these people just got strange looks in their face. I. I think one of them asked if I'd had a stroke. Um, they they said, well, Doug, we, you're our tax guy. Uh, where's the tax idea? And I said, oh, no, no, this is something totally different. They said, well, yeah, obviously. And and it, it just didn't go well at all. And um, and I, I tried with some people in the office with the same result. And, and just it just didn't didn't work. And then I came back to you and said, uh, what did I do wrong? And you said, well, you didn't frame it. <laughs> so, so then we started talking about, about what I really needed to do. And I guess, I mean, even though I'd only been in heritage for three, you know, three, one, three day course, I thought I, I thought I understood it. I, I thought I understood the differences, but it, in reality, you know, this conversation is so different from what anybody else is having. And um, yeah, it's it's a, a little touchy-feely. You have to be vulnerable. The client has to be vulnerable or is vulnerable when you're asking these questions. And um, it's, it is a different conversation. It really truly is. But I, I got much better at it over the years. And uh, now uh, I start every conversation what well, you taught us the expectations conversation, which right. I don't I don't know that anyone else anywhere in the country teaches that. Uh, but it is the number one thing that differentiates me from everybody else 
the first time, you know, within five minutes of seeing them. Um, you know, to ask the client, okay, what are your expectations for today's meeting? It's only going to be a good meeting if I meet your expectations and I can't read your mind. So what are they? And a husband and wife will look at each other and, well, I don't know, but you'll give us some information. I said, no, 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 no. When you were in the car and one of you said to the other one, why are we going? What did the other one say? <laughs> and make them talk about what they actually expect to happen. And then you can address that and say, well, yes, I, yeah, that's what I want to do. And write it down like you taught us. And and then the the question that everyone loves afterwards, uh, when I ask, now, what do you think your my expectations of you should be? And they look. And I say, well, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. <laughs> you know? That's what my mom used to say. So, uh, and they say, well. That will uh, that will listen to you, yeah. And, uh, that will tell you the truth, uh, yeah. You know, that, whatever. Yeah. And I add a few, and 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 we go through that. But that really, I mean, talking about building trust and putting the client first. How can you put the client first when you don't know what they want to talk about? Right. It's you know, it's so simple, but uh, no one does it. Yeah. And in some ways, it's even harder with existing clients because they know you and you know, and they have you in a box. Right. And I and I know you had that same that same issue with the box because you were the tax guy. You were brought in to figure out what they were going to do with different you know trusts and things, all the different boxes underneath there. Um, how did you address that when you first got started? Because if they if they knew you and they knew what your job was is to you know deal with their their planning, uh, <laughs> I'm guessing that. That was a, like, wait a minute, what's what's this question for? Does that fit with tax or insurance sales, right? <laughs> that's that's right. No, that when I when I started, you know, I've always used uh, you know napkin presentations. I always like to have a, a, a pad of paper in front of me and a pen when I'm talking to people. And um, for existing clients, I start out the same way as new clients. I write uh, on the bottom of a of a piece of paper. I put three or four boxes, and if they're my existing clients, I'll put the name of whatever that was that we did. So life insurance. Yeah, we took care of life insurance. We sold you that policy. Yeah, your will. Okay, we looked at your will and I got you, I introduced you to that lawyer who redid your will. And Okay, and then there's other boxes and other boxes and other boxes. And, he said, and, and I say, but as professionals, we're just trained to deal with your boxes. That's all it is. And we're not trained to talk to you about you, about who you are and what's most important to you and what you care about. And it doesn't make any sense now that I've learned a lot and I'm part of this Heritage Institute. They've taught me that your boxes are just really tools. They're tools to help you get what you really want in life. And the problem, the disconnect between uh, advisors and clients has always been that we don't know anything about you. We just know a lot about our boxes. And we only fill that with what you put it with what you give us. So if it's okay with you, and this is so my 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 introduction now is to say you've got all these boxes, and you know sometimes I'm brought in from afar if it's not my existing client and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the traveling expert, and I say I can't talk to you about these boxes if I don't know anything about you and what you really want to accomplish in your life. And then if we can, so if it's okay with you, um, let's take 20 minutes and just talk about you 
and what makes you tick and what gets you excited in the morning and, and the things that you want to do between now and the time you're in the grave that you really want to accomplish that will have a resounding difference for you and your family. And everyone just stops dead when they hear that because it's the first time any advisor has ever asked them about themselves. Mm-hmm. Period. It's the first time. Now, it's hard. You, you have to help them articulate those answers. And you've given us great tools. You know, talk about the mentors that you had as children, what they taught you. Um, you know, just to try to find in that first meeting just one or two gems that they say, if I can't accomplish this, I'll be really disappointed. And then, you know, and, and then the, the big eye-opening question, at once they've given me a few of those points that, that are important to them, I say, okay, now, thinking about those things, keep that you know, front of mind, take a look at your boxes. Do your boxes line up to help you achieve what we're just talking about? And in every case, they say, well, no, not a clue, not, not even close. Okay. So if I'm going to help you change any of this, it's got to be with the focus towards you getting what you really want. Is that what you'd like? And they say, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they ask, well, what's that cost? Right. <laughs> and I'll make up a big number and, and uh, well, might, might be $100,000, might be $200,000. I don't know. But we can start. Oh, yeah, yeah, let's start. Uh, but it, but that framing is is so critically important because the conversation we're having is so unique that uh, they'll think you had a stroke if you don't. <laughs> That's right. If you don't say, I love that, that your client thought you had a stroke. That's kind of. <laughs> and I was I was like forty five too. I was, <laughs> I, was, I was younger. <laughs> now people think that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, and the other thing is when you're asking these questions, we're asking questions that nobody else is asking them. And so sometimes they don't have the answer right away. Um, and so we get into a couple of different things. One is, you know, giving them the time. Silence is golden. Don't, don't let them take their time. But the other, a lot of times they'll start with the answer that you think you want, that you need to hear, depending on what your profession is. You know, they'll focus on, you know, well, you're a financial advisor, so you need to know numbers and, you know, whatever. And so it isn't necessarily that first question that you ask. I mean, that gets them started, but you may have to ask it different ways, or you may have to help them clarify to get really what what they want, not what they think you want to hear that they want. <laughs> I mean, is that, that's been my experience. Is that, is that well, yours I, too? Interesting. I, uh, you're... As you're, as you're speaking, I was thinking of a, of a phone call I had with uh, another advisor and a client who was a dentist. And um, I got on the phone. And I said, okay, well, you know, I don't know you from, from Adam. Um, I, I can't help you unless I know something about you. So, uh, you know, tell me a bit about yourself. And he listed off his how much he earned, what his assets were. Was investment objectives, objectives were all financial things, right? Not a single thing about himself. And and he finished. You know, he went through this and a very detailed list. The guy was ready for this question, I guess. 
or what he thought was the question. And I said, that's fantastic. You've told me, except that you've, you've told me all about your stuff and you haven't told me a single thing about you and what's important to you. He said, oh, <laughs> well. Um, <laughs> and then he said, you know, well, I do this and I do this. And, and uh, I said, okay, well, why do you do that? Why, why, what got you interested in that? You know, why, why do you like dentistry? Uh, you know, I can't imagine living my life, putting my hands in other people's mouths. What, what drew you to this profession? <laughs> and, and then he started, oh, well, you know, you know, my best friend's dad growing up was a, was a dentist and, and everybody loved him and he was a great guy and, and, uh, you know, and, and, and made him think back about, about that. It was, um, it was trying to give him that aha moment where he, mm -hmm. where he came back and he, and I gave it to him and he said, wow, that's really cool. I said, well, that's, that's how I work with people. I figure out, we talk about those things and then the answers are going to come to you as far as what you need to be doing with your portfolio, with your, with your insurance. With your, I mean, I'm a firm believer that everyone has all the answers in their head right now. And just, it's your questioning technique that you've taught me over the years that helps get those answers out. And they say it, not us, which is what you've always taught me. What we say is, a, is opinion only, and what they say is fact. Right. So, I mean, learning from you how to ask those questions to get them to give me the answers that, that I know are in there has been, has been really key. Yeah. And it, and it is, uh, it's, it's fascinating that, you know, they put us in boxes. And so, like you said, if you would have been me, you know, as, as, as the lawyer, they wouldn't have been talking about their assets and stuff as much as they would be talking about, well, I have three kids and I want them to get their money at 30, 35 and 40. I mean, you know, they would have been the standard things that they think that the professional wants to hear. Yes. And none of that has anything to do with who they are and what they well, sometimes it'll come in there, but basically they're focused on the stuff or the, the planning, what's going to happen after and not about who I am, how I got to be who I am, what I want to see for my kids now and in the future. Um, and, and those, that framing that you give, I think I, I, I love the framing about, you know, I can't help you with the boxes until I know who you are. I mean, you know, know more about you. Um, I'm guessing that's the first time they've heard that from a professional. <laughs> well, it, you know, I did. I was using it, and I started using it all the time with every every appointment, and uh, and then I came to um, to one of our coaching sessions, mm -hmm. and and Steve had it printed off on three by five cards. Uh, oh yeah, okay. Had, had my little diagram of the four boxes and the yeah. line, and and then you know, the the uh, arrow up and to the right, and and he said. This is key. This is this is one of the key things that I'm using now. And I was I was quite quite proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> Steve would be using something of mine. Yeah. But uh, one of the things about framing that I want to that I want to say in this in this uh, podcast was that a frame is is a square, and and framing the back end uh, for me has become just as important as framing the front end. And talking about what you know, getting them comfortable so that they don't think I've gone crazy mm -hmm. is really important in the front end. But um, 
the framing at the back end, I find is is equally equally valuable. Um, I'm I was always bad because I, I you know I talk until the second they have to walk out the door, and I haven't gotten my last three things that I wanted to do finished. And now now I've got an alarm that goes ten minutes before to remind me that I've got to make sure I do these. But um, and I think part of the framing conversation is is the question that I ask at the end is that. Okay, of all of the stuff that we've talked about over the last hour, what, if anything, was particularly valuable or interesting to you that that you're going to take away to say, yeah, that was good? And forcing them to go back over the, our conversation looking for the positives mm-hmm. is psychologically right. I mean, that's what that's what they teach, uh, but it 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 really does solidify the 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 relationship and the conversation and then to go back to my first sheet that I wrote on and make sure that I covered off their expectations. Okay. You wanted, you want, you expected this. Did we do it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Did we do this? Well, part of it, the rest we're going to do later. And, and going through that, like it just one more time tells them that you were listening and that you're paying attention to them. Um, and then the recording of the conversations. Um, yeah, I don't even tell. Uh, just like you, I don't. I don't even. I barely tell them that I'm doing it. I just do it. We're recording this conversation, and I'm going to give you a copy later. And then at the end, to actually, uh, Quadrant has these cute little uh, uh, business card uh, uh, USB sticks. Oh, okay. They're they're cute. So they had a couple hundred made, and. Um, and I just stick it in my laptop and record it over, and uh, and and give them a copy right then and there. Okay, go home, listen to this. If there's any questions, call me. And I always know if they listen because they call me to say, I don't have any questions, but geez, is that a good idea? I wish everybody did that. Yeah. It's yeah, and uh, you know you got to ask them, right? But you don't have to have this whole big long disclaimer sign here and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I, that's. You know, and and I've I've gotten to the point where with me it's like okay, I can listen or I can take notes. It's up to you. You know, <laughs> if I'm taking notes, I'm not listening. So you know, and it really boils back to when you think about you know the studies and stuff we've done from the past. The clients number one, what the top things that they want is they want to be heard, they want to be understood, and they want to understand how what you're doing is getting them what they want. Those were the top three things, and then the last two where they wanted to make sure that their wealth is helping and not hurting the next generation. And they want their uh, advisors to work as a team. But when you, when they know they've been heard, because you're asking them the question, they know they've been um, understood when you're repeating it back and you're explaining it. Okay. This is what I'm hearing. And this is that right. Yeah, that's right. And then when you're saying, okay, because you said this, this, and this, this is what we're going to do. Now you've connected dots. They know how, what you're doing is getting what they want. So those top three things are all happening in a short conversation. But I don't know that that ever happened in the conversations I had before I met you. Like, <laughs> honestly, when you think about it, you know, I had something to say and I said it. And sometimes they believed me enough to buy whatever I was selling. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never started with their values and their goals in life in mind 
I mean, the goal was get this guy insured so that if he gets hit by a bus tomorrow, his wife's okay. Uh, the goal was make a sale so I can feed my family. Yeah. <laughs> Those are, that was the interaction. And so uh, to, to completely change it and say, okay, what do you really need? What do you really care about? What do you really need? And and is that something that no one that someone else can get for you, or is that something that you're going to need from me or someone else? And and my practice now has just completely evolved into being the guy that helps them with things that the other guys aren't doing. Yeah, and it really, I mean, when you do that, when you when you've had this shift in the conversation, they know that they're whatever you're doing, you're doing for them. You know, before you were getting the information you needed for whatever the technical thing is that you do. Right. And that's what they expected. And that's, you know, so that's what they were willing to talk about. And if you just say, you know, what do you want to talk about? They'll tell you that. Because like you said, you asked that guy to tell me about yourself and he told you all about his finances. He didn't tell you about himself. Right. So you do need to frame when you're going to go beyond the technical numbers and, you know, the things that they're used to talking to professionals about. You need to frame it because they're they have you in a box. They're not sure why you're asking those questions. You know, what do you mean who I am and you know, what makes me tick and what I'm, what's important to me? What, what has to do with, you know? Yeah, there's going from zero to that conversation, I found incredibly difficult if I didn't do the boxes. Right. If I didn't do the boxes and say, this is where I came from. This is what you I know you want me to talk about. But how in the world can I talk about these things? without knowing what your most important goal in life is. My goal is to be more spiritual and more connected to my God. Well, how in the world, if someone, if that's somebody's number one thing that they want in life, how in the world is any financial person or any lawyer or an accountant ever going to know that? We're never going to ask the right question ever. But giving them the giving them the freedom to tell us what's most important to us, and sometimes it takes you know sometimes we have to be we always have to be. This doesn't work for everybody because lots of people are not vulnerable enough themselves. Right, you've got to be the right kind of advisor uh, to be able to open up and say, yeah, uh, give a for instance, give a personal story, give a you know fishing with my grandfather kind of moment and it doesn't have to be your own moment it can be someone else's that you heard i mean you've told us great stories about some of your clients and simply frame it my my coach Mm -hmm. told me this story about one of his clients and it went like this and that's all you have to do but it's a vulnerable open loving story and it gets them open enough that they can trust you to tell you those things that makes and you a so, real person instead of the the salesperson or the you know the technical person. Well, I mean, it, it, I mean, it completely uh, the the way it establishes trust is so unbelievable. They will disclose everything to you, and they will begin to open up because uh, psychologists will tell you that you know listening listening properly and effectively is all psychology is. It's just mm-hmm. letting you have that time to to share and to ask you questions, to go deeper, give you permission to go deeper. And, and it's it's amazing how your clients will never leave you and you are their trusted advisor. 
I, one client calls me his external um, his external family director. Okay. <laughs> that, was, that was the name he, he, he had to introduce me to somebody. And, and <laughs> he struggled with it. My external family director. That's what you are. <laughs> okay. Which is nice. Yes. Okay. But I'm, I'm really, now I'm the consigliere to three or four families. Um, they don't do anything without saying, you know, does this fit? And I'm one of the only people that they've told what they really mean by fit. Right. Uh, because I'm, no one else has asked. Hey, that's uh, uh, Tom Fowler, who's one of our guys from back. He's in the um, Seattle area. And that was his definition of being the trusted advisor. It's when your clients call you first, no matter what it is, even if it's not something that you do, because they know you'll help them get to the right spot. You know, and, and so they'll call you and and that comes from being the person who they they know they were heard, they know they were understood, and they know that what you're doing is getting. I mean, they're giving them the things that they want uh, by asking the right questions and but again, without any framing up front, if you just jump into that and they see you as the technician, they're they're going to think oh, you had no, a stroke, gonna, right? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're really going to be confused. And yeah, yes. it's not going to, and then you're going to cry, and it's it's, it's not it's just <laughs> it's not pretty. It's none of it's good. No. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, this sounds as we do this. Sometimes people are listening, going, "Well, it sounds pretty easy," and and it really is pretty easy, but it's intentional. Yes. And and that's I guess the the big point here is we're used to doing what we're used to doing, and so we just jump into it. And the clients are used to getting what we're used to doing, and so they're comfortable with that. When you break that pattern, and you're going deeper, um, and you know they talk about listening. You go from listening to respond to listening to understand, which is a completely different kind of listening. Mm -hmm. um, the clients know that that's a different thing and, and they get uncomfortable because they have you in this box. Once you frame it like you do, okay, before I start messing with these boxes down here, I can do a lot better job if I know more about who you are and exactly what you want. Then it makes sense to them and then they'll open up. Well, it, it does make sense. I mean, when you, when you lay it out and you say, you know, these are just your tools and we can do all this stuff, but if it doesn't get you where you really want to be at the end of the day, why would why are we doing it? And and I mean and practically speaking, every single time I start working with a new client, uh, we change absolutely everything that they do. So the the uh, lawyers and accountants absolutely love when I come down the street because the twenty thousand that they charged last year to redo his estate plan, there's another twenty thousand at least coming this year because it was done wrong last time. It was done correctly. It was done correctly. I think technically it was done right, but for Very the wrong reason. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, with you know, without the goals of the client in mind. Right. And and you know when we when we meet with the lawyers and the accountants and say, okay, this is exactly what he told me he wants. This is how he wants it done. So these are the changes we need to make. Are you okay with that? And they say, oh well, yeah, but he never told me any of that stuff last time. I said, I know. That's what I I. Got it out right. of them. Whoa, that's that's a skill. That's that's good. So um, you know, but we I create more companies that you know I'm, we're reorganizing. We're because thankfully I I you know I knew how to do all of those things. So now when I have the conversation and they tell me exactly what they want, 
I've got a pretty good idea idea of of all the things that have to change, and I can tell them, look, it's going to cost you hundred grand to fix all this. And I always get this. Well, I spent a hundred grand on it last, you know, two years right, ago. Right. Well, yeah, but do you, do you want to leave it the way it is? Well, definitely not. So, <laughs> and and the nice thing is, as you're doing that, you're not you're not making the other advisor look bad because they gave them what they asked for. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, when the client said, "This is this is what I want," this is what I do. So they gave them that. Uh, and that's one of the conversations I have a lot of times with my client is don't blame your accountant or attorney for having a different plan because you, you know, the story you told them, they, they filled that. Right. Yeah. You know, I don't get into the path that maybe they didn't ask you what was really important to you, but they, you know, you, you answered their questions yeah, and they yeah, gave you. Does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 um, one advisor said to me, one lawyer got mad at me. He said, you're, you're, you're redoing all my stuff. It's, it's, like, it's like I didn't do it right the first time. I said, no, no, no. No, no, don't get that opinion. I said, if you didn't do it right the first time, I would have gone to a different lawyer. <laughs> you did it right. You're technically beautiful. This is a beautiful will. <laughs> but we just need to make these changes. Right. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. if, it, if it was drafted badly, I would never have called you. We would have just gone to someone else. Right. Well, hopefully this is helpful for people because it is it, you know, when you're dealing with a new way of approaching the conversation and getting into a deeper conversation with the clients. Um, it's not what they're used to from professionals. And it's, no. you know, as an estate planning attorney, I'm on the hour, right? I mean, I get my life is measured in six minute increments. Um, and so having the clients have an idea of what the professionals are going to ask and do. And when you get outside of that, they get uncomfortable because they're not sure why. If you start with the frame of why I'm asking these questions and it's about them, like you said, they open up in a hurry. They do. Yeah, they really do. Nobody else has ever asked them that. Well, yeah, I mean, this is what I really want. Um, And half the time it's, this is what I really want, but I don't think it can happen. (laughs) And then, you know, (laughs) Well, let's see, you know, you may be able to do this. Um, So it, you know, it just helped. I want to make sure that people heard from not just me, you know, you've been doing this now for what, eight, 10 years, whatever, eight years. Uh, And, um, and seeing the, the shift in your practice and the shift in not just your practice, but the shift with the relationship with your clients. Mm -hmm. Because like, like you said earlier, when something else happens, they call you, even if it's not, necessarily insurance or you know planning related uh, and that's where you want to be uh with these clients and their kids exactly. and their grad kids and yeah oh no it's 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 taken this you know sell, from selling life insurance to being the trusted family advisor for very wealthy families uh it's it's more fun it's more interesting and, <laughs> and as long as you're not afraid to to send a bill for your time and and energies uh, it's it's financially just as rewarding as anything else. Yeah, cool. If somebody's in Canada and wants to get a hold of you, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, my website, uh, markowitchfinancial.com or my phone number is 204-981-1010. Um, give me a shout. Look me up online. Uh, okay. Happy to Happy to help. Ask questions. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much, Doug. Hopefully this has been helpful for the people who are listening. And if you have any questions, you can get a hold of Doug or you can get a hold of us and we'll help you along the way. Thanks very much, Rod. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you.